Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Rice Podcast. My name is Jonathan Yoon, and this is my co-host, Kyle Bautista. And we are so thankful that you're listening to another episode. I hope you guys enjoy where we have meaningful conversations with family, friends, and those that inspire us. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rice Podcast. Today, we have a super awesome special guest that we met on, uh, that I met on Twitter. Logan, could you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Logan. I live in the Austin area. I work as a product manager for a startup here in Austin. Um, I graduated from Baylor with a degree in engineering. I also played baseball at Baylor while I was there. Um, I was a three-year starter. Had a good career, won some some cool awards there. Um, And I've been working for almost seven years now. And yeah, taking this journey, trying trying to figure life out. That's awesome. Uh, Johnny, so let me give you some background as to how I met Logan. There's okay. this uh, there's this podcast that I love listening mm-hmm. to. It's called the My First Million Podcast. Um, they talk about business ideas, and I they talk about like content creation. And one of these days, I went on Twitter and I left a review like, "Oh, this podcast is good because of this, this, and this." Logan just likes my tweet. I check out his Twitter profile, mm-hmm. and his pin thing is, "I have zero followers. I'm trying to get to 100k in a year." Here's how I'm going to do it or something like that. And immediate from there, I was hooked. Can you tell us about your journey, Logan? Yeah, yeah. I see people building these crazy audiences on Twitter. I see how valuable they are. And I just wanted to see if it was possible. You know, there's a, there's a ton of gurus out there selling you courses to go from zero to 10,000, 100,000 followers. And I just wanted to see if it was possible, see if I could do it, um, see if I could create content compelling enough to get people in and interested in, in my journey and my, um, my content. Yeah. What's your main hook? Yeah, the, the, the main hook, um, I want to, I want to run a bunch of experiments. I want to just test, test everything. The, the Twitter experiment is one of those tests I want to run, but, um, I have a, I have an e-commerce store on the side and I want to grow it, but I also want to test a bunch of different things to see what can really grow this e-commerce store. Um, I'm really into health and fitness and I want to just experiment with a bunch of different workouts, a bunch of different training styles, a bunch of different running um, techniques. So um, that's my hook for now. Um, and in hindsight, having that as a, as a pinned tweet, telling people that I'm going to go from zero to 100K, you know, I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I don't know how many people have landed on my profile and are like, this guy's crazy. I don't want to follow him. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think that's so interesting, though, because Kyle, I feel like Kyle likes this so much just because he sees so much of the stuff that he does, too. And, like, looking at your Twitter or I, I was reading your, um, your like, blog of, like, where you started. And, like, and I was like, this is, a, this is like, Kyle's vibe because Kyle likes to – Kyle's, like, very – goal oriented and he's just like let me do this i want to start this like we gotta we gotta you know x y and z and all this is the plan to get there and i'm like that's very that's something that you know i admire about kyle and then seeing that in other individuals i'm like wow that's big big brain bro big bear big brain dude (laughs) (laughs) no it it's really cool so it said so your pin tweet uh was sent on april 13th why why that day that's just the day I decided to start. I had been thinking about it for a long time. I'd been playing around with some content ideas in my head, and that's just the day I, 
you know, opened up Twitter and decided to write a thread and pen it up there and get going. Did you really have zero followers that day? Yeah, zero. Uh, zero <laughs> followers. So, yeah, I literally started with zero. No personal network or anything. I, I think I had a personal Twitter that had, you know, a couple hundred followers, but I decided to start from scratch and to see what happens. I think, I feel like that's the only way I could have done it. You know, you see a lot of people, they, they start with, you know, a thousand friends. Okay, maybe that's a little different, but starting with absolutely zero, uh, mm. it's been it's been challenging. Yeah. What, what made you... Um, I also... Go ahead. Oh, yeah. What made you, like, you, you mentioned you're an engineer for, for a startup. What made you go into, like, e-commerce? Like, what, what kind of sparked that kind of side hustle, like, interest? Yeah, it, it kind of touching on what I was talking about earlier, it literally started as an experiment. I just wanted to see if I could mm. sell something online, if I could create a product, write words about it, run some ads to it and, and to see if I could sell something online. And that's, that's really how it started. Um, so I've kind of been, you know, experimenting for, for a while now, um, but wanted to make it a little more formal and sort of go a little more public with it in, with Twitter. Oh, wow. How has that e-commerce experience been? It's been, it's been a learning experience. Um, so I started, I probably started early 2019 and I think I took my first real sale in November of 2019, you know, after dealing with manufacturers, finding a product, sourcing a product, all of that stuff. Um, and so I, I had, I had a few sales in November and then in December, I think I did like $10,000 that month in December. Um, and then January followed it up with almost a $20,000 month. And I thought, I thought I figured it out. You know, I was going to quit my job and, and do this thing full time. Uh, then COVID hit. Um, I made a ton of mistakes along the way, ran out of inventory a couple times and I figured out I could sell something online, like the experiment. I, I did it. I could sell something, but going from there, I really, I really didn't plan on being successful. And so that's, that's one of the lessons I learned. Like you should probably think about what would happen if it goes right. Um, and what could happen if it goes right and what you should do then. So, um, I'm just now starting to get back into it and really focus some attention into it. Um, and to try to get it rolling again. Mm. Sure. How much, uh, has the time investment been to try to grow this e-commerce? Did you spend, you know, nights, weekends, yeah, in the beginning, it was nights um, and weekends. Um, so I'd say the first probably six to 15 months was nights and weekends, just kind of working on it. You know, it wasn't like a full-time thing, maybe 10 to 30 hours a week. Um, but then after it was all set up and after I had everything running, the time investment has been really low. In fact, I should probably, I, I definitely should be spending a lot more time to try to grow it. I've really just been keeping it alive, keeping it afloat. Um, and so now it's, there's not a huge time investment, but as I start ramping back up and doing some growth things, um, there's going to be a little more time involved for sure. Yeah. So, um, how did you like pick, oh, this, this industry or this area is a good place to go. Maybe this is a good niche that I could attack or like, what are your, what are your ways of growing it? Yeah, uh, I sort of combined two passions of mine. Uh, well, sorry, I combined a passion with a product that I saw was performing well. And so I sort of married these two things and created a, a different product. Um, there's other products like it out in the market, but 
Um, that's how I kind of landed on, you know, what I was going to do and, and where I was going to go. Um, and then as far as growth, it's really been figuring out why people are buying it, why the customers that I do have, why they're purchasing and mm-hmm. building on top of that. So talking with customers is a, is a big key there. Is this something that you're, are you you're running, running ads? Oh, it, Oh, yeah. Is this something that you're running like by yourself or do you have like a support system, you know, maybe like friends, family that you like keep you going or is this kind of like solo? Yeah, it's solo. I'm doing it all by myself. I had a, a fulfillment, a third party fulfillment center, you know, e-commerce. You can you can have a third party fulfillment where you get an order. They will pick and pack and ship it for you. So I, I had that for a while and then realized it was just cutting in a margin too much. And so now I'm, I'm a one man show doing all the everything myself, shipping, everything. Mm. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, it's, it's, it's motivated. Yeah, it, it, it's really not that that big of a deal. Like once I, th- I think the hard part is all up front. So once you get something set up, once you have validated an idea, once you've proven that there is some sort of product market fit. Um, after that, it's sort of just maintaining. You can just kind of, um, like right now, all I'm doing is monitoring ads, responding to customer service emails, and, and shipping orders uh, a few times a week. So, um, you know, as far as time investment, just sustaining the business, it's not that much, but it's when you want to develop new products, um, you know, reach out to influencers, that sort of thing. That's where it gets uh, a little more time consuming. Are you profitable yet? Yeah, not not profitable. Um, so that that's another thing. So I sort of figured out in this game, um, especially with e-commerce, it helps to have more than one product. And right now, I, I literally only have one product that I've sold the whole time. And the, the key is to acquire a customer and sell multiple products to the same customer you've already acquired. So anytime I send out an email to my customer list now, you know, they'll come in and buy more of my product. So if I had more things to offer them, um, that would be a great way to grow. Um, it's just, like I said, it takes time to develop those products. And I've been, I've been busy and just kind of maintaining this for a while. That's, I just know for us, even with just this podcast, it's like, if I didn't have Kyle, or if I didn't have like an accountability, I don't know how long I would have kept going. But the fact that you know you're you're in there doing the e-commerce, you have your full-time job, and you're you know just telling yourself this is just going to keep going, you just maintain like that's I don't know. I find that so incredible, like just mentality-wise, because I feel like I would burn out so fast. But you know that's that that is especially when you're not profitable or like you're like just going through yeah. the process like. Don't you get discouraged? Like, how do you how do you fight that? How do you like tell yourself like, long term this is gonna work or this is where we're going and like trusting in yourself to keep going? Yeah, it's definitely discouraging, especially since I haven't I haven't uh, made a dollar from it. I see how much I see the revenue, and then I see how much you know I'm I'm spending on other things like ads or inventory, um, and it's it's hard to keep going. So. I've actually given myself uh, a deadline to mm. invest more time in it to make it profitable. And if I don't, uh, I'm going to kill it uh, because, you okay. know, maybe maybe I'm the idiot for continuing this thing for for a year or two years and it not being profitable. Like, 
it's probably not a great use of my time. I could probably be doing something else. And so uh, I, sort of, I sort of figured that out. And I'm going to, that, that's that's part of the reason why I'm doing this on Twitter and with the newsletter and that sort of thing to mm. to give myself some some of that accountability that you said you have on the podcast. Right. That's I don't know, man. That's awesome. I I am going to follow you and, <laughs> and see your uh, see your growth here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, it could be. Uh, it could be pretty bad. It could be pretty embarrassing at the end if I have like a thousand followers at the end of the year. But you know, who knows? No, hey, I'm all about the journey. You know, if it's if it's the journey and you're liking the journey and you can learn something from it, I think it's it's more than well uh, worth it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Like, do you have any like authors, books, like business figures that you admire that you kind of like strive to be like? role models yeah so um you know right now I'm, I'm binging on that my first million podcast you know sam parr and, and sean Perry. they're they're pretty awesome mm. um but other than that it's like the, the og tim ferris huge fan um mj demarco i don't know if you guys have ever heard of him the millionaire fast lane unscripted highly recommend you know reading unscripted it's it's awesome it'll it'll have you uh it'll make you want to go start something, um, and continue something. Um, yeah, those are kind of some of the, the people I really enjoy following. Okay. I, I, I kind of want to pivot this, this, uh, conversation a little bit, Logan, uh, in the beginning, you mentioned that you're a project manager, right? For, uh, a startup product, so yeah, product why, manager. Oh, product manager. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Product manager for a startup. Why did you decide to go work with a startup instead of a big company? Yeah, so I worked for a big company before this. I, I worked for Facebook, now Meta, um, before this role. And great company. They, they take care of you. Great benefits, obviously. I mean, it's, it's a great company to work for. And I learned a ton. I saw how big tech operates. Um, I, I was surrounded by really smart, motivated people. Um, but I just wanted a little more. I wanted um, a little more skin in the game. Um, I wanted a little more responsibility. And I, re I really wanted to prioritize growth and learning. And so that's why I decided to, to take this startup role. Do you feel like you, you've definitely learned that or you learned a lot more being in a startup? Definitely. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, f I feel like I was thrown into the deep end and I've, I've just been struggling to tread water uh but it's it's been great it's a great learning experience and um seeing how companies small companies operate and establish product market fit and you know operate operating a, a small company is is no joke it's it's a challenge and so i've definitely i've learned a ton on on this journey now so how do you balance your time doing what you're growing on Twitter, your e-commerce, and your startup? Yeah, I think, I think systematizing as much as you can is, is extremely valuable. And so um, there's certain hours where I am completely on with my role at, at the startup as, as a product manager. And then there's times where I'm off of that and I'm you know focusing on my own thing, trying to grow on Twitter, uh, doing my own thing. That's definitely challenging at times. Um, the 
the role I'm currently in can be a bit more demanding than that and demand, you know, a few more hours. But that's kind of how I think about it. And, um, you know, I try to try to automate as much as I can with with Twitter. Um, you know, I, I schedule my tweets. I have content planned out for a while. Um, mm. And that's that's sort of how I'm thinking about it at the moment. Okay. Could you give an example of you mentioned like scheduling out your tweets, but how else have you systemized? Like, for example, I could give an example for me. So yeah, when I wake up, right, like I, I wake up at a set time um, and I still wake up that way during weekends, no matter how late I sleep. And I already have like all my workout stuff already outside, so I can't go back to sleep. Right. That's just like, you know, one of those simple <laughs> self-learned systemized stuff. And then for scheduling stuff too, whenever I have an idea, I just jot down in notes and then I schedule it. Right. So could you give some examples of what you do for your system? Yeah. Good for you. Um, I also do the, I'm an early morning workout guy. So I, I do the same thing. I have my clothes set out, ready to go wake up super early. Um, yeah. So, so I try to, I try to keep every day looking as close to the previous day as I can. So, um, once you can get in that routine, so like waking up to work out, for example, um, if you can do that every day, like you said, even if you stay up late, your body, you're, you're going to wake up early. Um, you're just going to kind of be on autopilot there. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to think of a little more, you know, concrete example. Um, something I've been doing lately, um, I'll, I'll write down the five things that I absolutely have to accomplish during the day. So mm. no matter what, write down these five tasks, these, these five things. And, you know, my day is not over until I complete those things. And you'd actually be surprised at, at how difficult that is to do, um, to, to hold yourself accountable to those, just those five tasks. They could be small, simple, but you know, you, you kind of see what separates people because most, most high, highly successful people will just, um, you know, crush those tasks. They'll just run through them and, and do them and, you know, run through a brick wall if they have to, to accomplish them. Uh, but it's actually, it's a lot harder than it, than it sounds. Um, you know, you have the best intention when you write them down, you're like, Oh, I'm going to crush these. This is, this is super easy, but so many things get in the way throughout the day. So, um, yeah, that, that's an example of something I've been trying lately. I, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that right here. I have weekend to do. Uh, I wrote this on Friday. What do I have? Like six things on here. None yeah. of them are checked off. <laughs> it's hard. It's, hard. it's so hard. Uh, yeah. Do you, uh, what about you, Johnny? What? Just systems? Yeah. How, how are your systems going? Do you still wake uh, up early in the morning? I do. Um, so every day I probably wake up no later than six. Um, just cause like classes start like by seven or if I go to the gym, if I do go to the gym, it'll be around five. So I could work out from five to six shower, eat, kind of get ready and then go be at school by like six thirty, just cause traffic or like walking around, um, campus to the classrooms. Um, beyond that systems, I'm the only, the only like easy one that you guys both have mentioned is just like having your gym clothes out. So you don't have to think about it in the morning. Um, or like having your gym bag already packed or your pre-workout already like in the fridge or something. Um, other systems, man, I just been, I just been vibing. I don't, I don't know too much about how productive I'm being. Um, but 
just listening to you guys. Oh, I say this all the time on the podcast, man. Anytime I'm listening to Kyle or like the <laughs> guests that we have on, I'm like, you know what, Jonathan, this is the this is the week. You know, like you had a great start. You know, it's Sunday talking to Logan. Logan is doing all this stuff, and you know, if you do this, if you write down five things, you too can be like Logan. I'm like, oh, so we'll see. We'll see how motivated I am this week. Um, Logan, you're inspiring already. Um, and but like something I wanted to see too, because I'm really huge into into like relationships, right? I love the interactions that people have. You're you're working, um, you have your e-commerce, you're a highly motivated individual, you have your athletic. Um, how's the, do you have a family? Do you, how's your relationship with friends and family? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm married. Um, I met my wife at Baylor. She was a soccer player at Baylor, so we were both uh, oh, in wow. in athletics together. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool, and don't, I don't know if she'll listen to this or not, but don't, don't tell her. She was probably the better athlete than I was, uh, but oh, wow. nobody, nobody needs to know that. Uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah. And then, um, you know, have a very supportive family. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's super important to have people in your corner, um, to, to mm. just do life with. And so she's, she's definitely helped me pack orders before, uh, ship some orders, uh, with this e-commerce thing when I get in a bind and it, it's nice to have somebody to talk, talk with about, you know, these stressful things that we have going on. Mm. Uh, athletes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the, whole, the whole, the whole package, Logan, athlete, wife, athlete, she has kids, athletes. <laughs> <laughs> how do you okay this is something that i'm trying to to work on i've noticed i've spent a lot of time thinking about food right like let's make this like really practical you seem like yeah. a, a, like you know you, you've been sorting a lot of stuff out at least from an output perspective it looks like um you're able to produce the output food takes a lot of time do you meal prep? Do you, you know, how do you systemize? Do you like buy? What's the thought process here? Yeah, I would say when I'm at my best, I'm, I'm meal prepping, you know, Sunday, go to the grocery store, spend three to four hours cooking the week's worth of food, and then just eating those meals throughout the week. That's, that's what's happening when I'm at my best, but that definitely does not always happen. Um, and so something I, I've done that helps keep me in check is, um, protein shake in the morning. That's, that's just an easy win, easy go-to. Um, yeah. And then, um, lunch is, is just, a normally anything I can find, or I just won't eat because I'm just working through things, working through, through, uh, lunch. And then, yeah, I, I'm, I'm struggling at this right now. So I just, I just completed 75 hard. Um, and oh. I would say that's, that's, pro that's probably when I've been at my best. Um, so yeah, yeah. But, but other than that, I've been, um, you know, grinding and try to, trying to make it work. Well, let, let's go to, let's go to Could that. You talk about, yeah. 75 yeah. hard. Yeah. Have you guys done it? Do you guys know what it is? I, I know what it, I haven't done it, but I know what it is. And just seeing I, I can I can see myself doing it for a couple of weeks, but like the two forty five minute workout, one of them has to be outside. Like, did you do the did you do like the the entire like 
like how was that and like did you ever have to reset your 75 or you just kept like you just didn't break it yeah i did it so i, I attempted it last year and i got like 41 days in and then here in texas we had like the worst snowstorm ever we happen to have mm-hmm. like 10, 10 people, 10 family members from our, from our family staying with us and they got stuck. No mm-hmm. flights were going out. And so, um, yeah, I had to cancel it last year. So this was my second attempt this year. Um, and yeah, it was definitely a grind. I'd say the first 15 days are kind of tough, but after that you're, you're pretty much cruising. Like you're, you're just used to it. Um, and you just, you just do it. You just get the work done. There's, there's just no room for excuses. If you want to complete the program, you, you complete the program. Um, and outdoor workouts don't have to be intense. You know, they could be a 45 minute walk or a 45 minute weighted vest walk outside or, you know, a minute run, two minute walk, you know, just repeating that. And so it was definitely a grind and it was, it was sort of eye opening to what you can accomplish if you just do something for a ton of days in a row like mm-hmm. after i was done i was like okay what else can i do for 75 days in a row or 100 days in a row and how far would that would that take me um so i, I would highly recommend doing it um yeah it's it's a pretty cool experience could you outline uh what 75 hard is i know like i have a vague idea but i don't know specifically yeah so it's it's two 45 minute workouts a day as jonathan said one of them has to be outside um, no matter, you know, rain, rain or shine. Um, yeah, one of them has to be outside. It's drinking a gallon of water a day following a diet and the diet can be anything that you choose. So it doesn't have to be a specific, you know, keto or low carb or anything like that. So you pick the diet and you have to read 10 pages a day of nonfiction, which is not, not bad. And then, uh, the, the last one you have to, you have to take a progress pick every day. Um, and so that doesn't have to be, you know, you know, a shirt off mirror pick, but it can be, um, it's just part of, you know, tracking, tracking the journey. So how was your journey? How was your progress? Did you, did you notice big changes? Yeah, definitely, definitely noticed big changes and noticed, noticed big changes outside of the, the fitness aspect of it. So uh, I think I, I'm, I know I was more productive. I was definitely happier. I think, I think my wife would tell you that I was definitely happier during those 75 days, um, more productive at work and yeah, no, notice huge changes and the, the physical changes were amazing too. So at the end of it, I think my, my last day, uh, to cap it off, I, I lifted weights in the morning and then I, I live close to some trails and I went and ran, uh, like a equivalent of a half marathon on these trails out here on the last day. And so, uh, that's something I never thought I would be able to do. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a distance runner by any stretch. Like I can run really fast, but I'm no, uh, I'm no distance runner. And so, yeah, I did it. And it just kind of shows you that if, if you do something consistently over time, things, things start to happen. Compounding takes over and things start to work for you. Johnny, Johnny just finished a half marathon, so let's go. How'd it go, uh, um, bro? It is like I I underestimated it for sure. Um, during the training, like I talked about on the pod before, it's like the ten miles we we would run a max of ten miles. I didn't really take any breaks or water breaks because it just didn't feel too bad. But on race day, 
like I started cramping around mile 11. Like if I try to change my pace oh. a little bit, I felt like my muscles would start cramping. So I was just like, okay, let me just stick to, cause the, the ideal goal was by mile 11, start to ramp up the pace and then just like keep pushing yeah. a little harder. Just if I have enough energy, but the minute I took like a couple steps and try to alter my pace, I just felt like almost a cramp. And I was like, okay, no, 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 no. Let's just, let's just make sure we get to the finish line and not, and not uh, injure yourself. So I don't know if I'll do it again. I mean, I'll probably do it again, but it was something that was like nice to train for just cause you know, like you have to do this. There is a deadline. Like you've signed up for a race date. Um, so I think yeah. that aspect and now that you're talking about 75 hard, you know, it's just, you know, looking, I might, I might have to, I might have to get motivated and do 75 hard. That's a good I'm one. I would considering 75 hard too. Yeah. I, awesome. I think you got to do it. Uh, you should, you should. Oh, and the, the big, the big thing with 75 hard. Well, not the big thing, but following a diet means no alcohol. And so that was kind of tough for, uh, for 75 days. Like I enjoy right. a drink every now and then. And so that was uh but but honestly once you get past like 10 days or so it's just that's just part of it that's just how it goes um how did did your knees feel uh after the half the first um the first day like the race day my knees the, the joints hurt like i felt like it was a little bit inflamed um so that was it hurt the most on race day afterwards and then the next day so i ran it on sunday monday it was my calves my calves and my legs, like the muscles were actually really sore. And then by Tuesday, it was like almost all gone. Um, and by Wednesday, it was like, we were oh, that's nice. normal. Um, yeah. But I don't, I haven't ran in two weeks. Yeah. That was like two weeks ago, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't ran, but I'm like, I don't want to really lose all of that either. I like put in like a month and a half, two months worth of training. So I should probably just start running a couple miles here and there to keep it up. So 75 yeah. hours. Yeah. I had never ran like, yeah, I, I would I would highly recommend. I had never ran over like five miles when I did that, and it it just killed my knees after it. So it probably wasn't the best idea. Oh, so you just you just yeah, ran? That's like some David Goggin stuff. <laughs> like just blindly. Yeah, like, I just did it. I didn't train at all. Yeah, because I, I was doing my my forty five minute outside workout so i would go run and so i would run you know uh-huh. three to five maybe six maybe i ran like six miles but never anything like 10 or, or eight or anything like that and so uh yeah it was it was a rude awakening for the knees <laughs> that's still a, out of dude. all the things that 75 hard um out of all those goals that you needed to do which one what was the hardest Honestly, for me, this is gonna sound stupid, but it was taking the the progress pick at the end of every day. Um, just because it's such a little thing, it's just such it's so easy to forget. Like, you know, the two workouts, you're not you're gonna know whether you did that or not. Like, you're not gonna forget to do those. That's what you signed up for. The gallon of water. If you have, you know, a, a jug or, or a half gallon water bottle, you're not gonna forget that. You're not going to slip up and eat a piece of cake. Like you're going to know if you fail, but taking that progress pick at the end of each day was, was actually really tough and really challenging. And it's, it's a small thing that it's, it's easy to miss. Mm. I'm starting 75 hard tomorrow. Oh my goodness. Do it. 
there. That, that's that's 70, going on the Twitter. <laughs> oh my, oh my goodness. Seventy-five hard just seems so deep. Uh, that is, like, like, like Logan was saying. I feel like for me, the biggest thing would be no alcohol. Like there, I I feel like I enjoy like a beer or two, like with friends and stuff. Because it's like a social thing, and I'm just like, okay, I'll just drink uh, water and uh, give me a soda <laughs> or something. Oh, that's uh, come that's, on, Johnny. We got to try it. We got to try it. We have Logan right here. He did it. He said it pays off. At, at the at the end, at the last day, the dude ran equivalent of a half a marathon. Yeah. Come on, bro. We Logan's a different it. breed. Just talking to Logan now, he's a different breed, man. <laughs> different breed no that's the thing I've, I'm definitely not no 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 De- definitely not a, a different breed or anything uh, no nah, I, I, you can definitely do it so have you always been like this Logan have you always like had these goals try to um, reach them you know have you always like wanted to do these big things ever since you were little or is this something that you do you developed yeah I, I'd say I've, I've had you know big goals ever since I was young. Um, my, my parents were both school teachers and so school was always super important growing up. And I would, I would, I would participate in like math competitions and, um, just, I I would come home every, every night and do school. Um, and I, I graduated as salutatorian of my high school. And so that was, that was like a big goal that I, I set out to be valedictorian, didn't get there, but Salutatorian is is pretty close. Um, so yeah, I'd say I've I've always been pretty goal oriented um, and, and trying to do some some cool things. Do you remember your first big win or your first big goal that you tried to tried to do and, and you actually got it? Well, wow, that's a good question. I think uh, while I think you're thinking, I, I could Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I want to hear yours. Um so when I so I grew up like we grew up pretty poor and we traveled from California to Georgia uh in a motorhome, like my family and stuff. I was probably six and this was actually my first mm-hmm. business opportunity. I picked up sticks and acorns and I sold them for like ten cents a pop by going to like each of the like, it was just me and my brother. My brother was four, I was six. And I went to like each of the motorhomes and with this basket of sticks and acorns and like a sign that said, you know, five cents for an acorn, 10 cents for a stick. And I remember getting my first 10 cents, even though they probably, they didn't even need an acorn or like a stick, but that was for me. I was like, oh my goodness, you, you can make money. Um, so that was pretty cool. But all right, let's hear yours, Logan. Yeah, well, I was going to say just just going to play baseball in college, that, that was a pretty big goal that I set for myself. Um, you know, when I knew I was, I was pretty good in middle school, um, it, it still took like a ton of work, a ton of effort and a ton of time uh, to do that, you know, starting in high school and then setting that goal to, to play um, college athletics. Uh, so I'd say that's probably the, the, the biggest one. That I remember hitting. So no, nothing like a six-year-old selling acorns. Uh, that one's pretty cool. <laughs> no, hey, playing D one college is college baseball is so much cooler. Did you? 
like that's so for cool. for college sports how did you like engineering is like a hard degree and then how was your schedule like in college yeah yeah it was it was rough because um, pe- people don't realize college athletics it's it's pretty much a full-time job it's a it's a full-time role like you're spending ton of hours so schedule looked like waking up working out early in the morning going to you know a team workout grabbing food going to class for three to four hours coming back practicing for three to four hours and then uh, some of the times you, you had like mandatory study hall to make sure that you know everybody's passing their classes nobody becomes ineligible due to mm-hmm. grades um, and so that's what that's what every day looked like and then during the season um, you know you would leave on a Thursday for a Friday Saturday Sunday series and then you would get back late Sunday night and wake up and do it all over again on Monday mornings and so it was it was definitely challenging balancing that that degree with uh, a demanding you know baseball schedule did you aspire like playing d1 did you want to go further after college or was that like something that was on your mind like you wanted to pursue this like professionally or you were just thinking you wanted to be an engineer yeah definitely um i I definitely i had to make that decision it was a really tough decision so the way it works for college baseball, um, you can get drafted when you're a junior, so they can they can entice you with money to pull you out of college early, you know, to to pull you away from your senior year. Um, and so if you if you get drafted as a junior, you have the opportunity to make like pretty good money in the in the form of a signing bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a senior, you don't they don't give you any money because to them to these major league baseball teams, it's like um, take it or leave it. You either take you know, a thousand dollars and a bus seat, or we'll just go find somebody else. And so going into my junior year, I had people telling me they were going to draft me pretty high. And then just had a, had a terrible year at the plate, had a pretty, pretty low batting average for most of the year and it didn't work out. And then my senior year I had, um, on the second day of the draft, three, three teams called and they're like, Hey, we're going to pick you up. We're going to draft you. It was like fifth to 11th round um of the draft um and they they told me you know we'll give you a thousand bucks five thousand bucks and at the time i I told them i was like i I think i'm worth more than that i'm sorry uh i can't accept that and so i I didn't get didn't get drafted didn't get picked up um so you know i can tell people i had people call me to to draft me but it doesn't seem superficial. Like nobody who's going to believe it. Everybody probably says that, right? Everybody's like, Oh yeah, I could have gone pro. <laughs> um, but it did happen. And, um, I had had some injuries. I had had two surgeries on my wrist and I had a, I had an engineering gig lined up that was, um, mm. you know, a pretty well paying gig. Um, and minor league baseball is tough. It's, it's rough. It's um, you're you're living on a bus and you're eating hot dogs uh, for a long time until you can uh, potentially make it. Mm. Wow! So it was something more like you just you reached a certain point and then you you knew you were worth more and you just kind of said you were just gonna take the engineering route. That's that is. That's so cool to be able to say, though, you know, like you've reached such a like a high level athletic ability for any sport, you know, and then just 
Ah, oh, that is, dude, Logan, you are you are the man. <laughs> have you? Uh, thank you. Have you I appreciate about it. this. No, I, I haven't tweeted about it yet. I probably should though. I feel like um, telling that story is probably pretty compelling. Um, so so I definitely should. I, I'd I'd like to not you know rely on some of those things and tell some of those stories, but. At the same time, I feel like they're, they're stories that need to be told. Um, so I, I probably should. Good, good call. Because there's so many, there's That's so many, like, right there. there's so many fascinating, like, aspects to an individual. Like, Kyle sent me your Twitter and just look at your Twitter, then look at your blog. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy seems pretty motivated. He seems, you know, on top of, like, project oriented, like, project manager, product manager, and stuff. So I was like, oh, that's, that's really interesting. But, like, you mentioned out collegiate, collegiate D one baseball, and you, you, you and your wife, and then you're both athletes, and you've done seventy five hundred. Like, there's so many like back stuff that like we're getting to. It's just so interesting. Like, wow, this guy has like different a lot of different aspects of his life that he you know balances and maintains while still being ambitious and productive. So that's that's impressive. Do you have um, primary people that are close to you that are also as ambitious or that keep you on, on track? Yeah, I've, I've got a few people um, that I, I talk closely with, but that, that's kind of something that I'd, I'd like to explore more and just have more people who, or be around more people that have done some of the things that I want to do. Because um, mm -hmm. like you said, Johnny, it, it, there's a bunch of interesting people out in the world. Like, you know, I could probably ask you guys some of the same questions and uncover like a ton of interesting things about you guys. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely love to explore that and, and get connected with more people that are, are doing some similar things. Hey, as your Twitter grows, you know, uh, you post, you, you, those people are going to come. Um, you posted, I think this is a tweet that I saw you say, like you're just waiting for compounding to take over. It's gonna come. I mean, I hope it's gonna come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, yeah, you have to have a little faith that it'll happen because in the beginning, it's super slow. It's like, it's like investing money, right? You know, you can watch every dollar you put in, and it's not gonna grow a ton, but at some point, it's gonna take off and and do some do some crazy things. Right, right. Are, are you into crypto at all, Logan? I, I'm. A little bit into crypto, so um, I, I just dollar cost average into into a couple different cryptos over time. For me, that's the best way to do it. But like the the tech, I'm I'm definitely into that. I, I think the tech is here to stay. It's gonna be it's gonna be something that sort of changes the way we think about internet and and online um, interactions. Definitely. Have you heard? Have you? I'm sure you've you've seen the um, the big Terra luna story yeah it's wild last week it's wild were, were, you, were you guys affected by it at all no, no i i was not were you affected johnny no i got i got out of a lot of altcoins like maybe two three months ago because i just figured just go into stable coins like so it's just ethereum for me and just like logo say dollar cost average if i see huge dips i'll throw more money in slowly because i just think that the ethereum network is really good for long term, but I'm trying to I'm trying to avoid all the risky plays, man. I'm trying to avoid gambling. 
but that's my vice. I love gambling. I love like just throwing money and just saying if I just like reading Wall Street bets or something like if this could be me <laughs> one day, if one day this could be me. But um, yeah, honestly, certain things. I don't know. Cer- certain certain crypto things you could you could begin to think of as as gambling. Uh, yeah. It's not far off. Yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> Before we uh, yeah. before we start to kind of wrap up, uh, Logan, do you have like, do you, would you say there do you have like certain instances in your life where you would say that those were turning points, like in in the way you were thinking, or like these are defining moments where you felt like you've matured through by going through this? Yeah, great question. Um, I, I think for the most part, it's just been a consistent effort over time. Um, mm. I, I think I, one, one example comes to mind, um, you know, that, that junior year when I was supposed to get drafted for baseball, um, I had the worst year hitting that you could ever have. Like, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Mendoza line, but it's this, there's this, there was this major league baseball player with the last name Mendoza. Um, and basically it's, it's the batting average that you, you, get down to as a hitter um, where it's not worth it to keep you in the lineup anymore. Like it's not worth it to um, have you playing in the field. And so I, I was dangerously, dangerously close to that. It was a rough year. Um, you know, I, I couldn't hit anything. I was striking out a ton, but I was left in the lineup and I, I played center field um, and had a great year in center field and ended up winning a, a gold glove in center field. So that's, that's an award for the best center fielder in the country. Um, and that sort of showed me that even when, even when times are super tough, when, it, when you don't want to roll out of bed in the morning, if you just keep going and, and keep putting in the effort, you know, rewards come and they happen. And so that's sort of like uh, that, that blind faith that, that compounding will take over. Um, so I'd say that that's a, that was a pretty big turning point uh, for my life, and it's 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 a pretty cool trophy too. <laughs> that that's super cool. That is. That, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You could tweet. You could make that into a tweet, Logan. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I've got it planned out. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it specked out, and planned out. So um, I'll get there one day for sure. A lot of our a lot of our fellow listeners are you know around Kyle and I's age where you know we're recently undergraduate graduates and or we're in graduate school. Do you have any advice for you know people transitioning from either the undergrad to work life, or do you have any growing up advice for the young ones? Yeah, um, I definitely don't know at all, um, and I feel like that's something you learn as you as you get older. Like nobody really has it figured out. So I'm I'm a little older than you guys. I'm 29. I'll I'll turn 30 later this year, and I would say just just figure out what you want to be doing every day and and why you want to be doing it every day and craft a career around that. Um, you you want to play a game that you can keep playing and you want to keep playing. And so figuring that out is probably the most important figure, figuring out what you want, what kind of, what do you want to be doing every day and then go find a, a career path that, that matches that. 
So that that's where I'm at now. You know, that, that could definitely change over time. I, I'm no expert here, but that's what I would tell somebody that's a little, little younger than me. What about you, Kyle? Do you have any, like, more inquiries from the great Logan, Logan Brown? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess... What what game do you want to be playing, Logan? We'll end with this question. Yeah, great question. I'm still figuring it out for myself. I think I think I want to be. You know what? That's that's a great question. I sh- I should definitely spend more time on it. Um, I want to be creating content. I think I want to be sharing things that I'm learning and. I want to be trying things. I want to try a ton of different things just to see if I can do it, see what happens. Um, yeah, I want to. I want to do a bunch of experiments and try a bunch of different things. Like, is it possible to go from zero to 100k Twitter followers in a year, starting from zero? I don't know. Um, I think I want to be doing things like that. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, there you go. So, listeners of the Rice Pod, you heard it here first. Go follow. Logan, uh, you want to give give them a shout? You want to give a shout out, Logan? Yeah, yeah, it's at it's at Logan Brown SWS. So, yeah, go give me a follow. Everyone counts at this point for sure. <laughs> Let's go get this man to a hundred k in a year. It's gonna be awesome. We'll be here for the journey. Uh, I'm definitely rooting for you. Thank you for hopping on the pod, Logan. Uh, thank you for sharing your story. Super awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone. Thank you for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate your time. You know what to do. Check us out, Check out our website, thericepod.com. Also, check out our Instagram and our Twitter. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks, Peace. guys. <laughs>